Hi, everyone. Hi, thanks for having me. Um, that was an excellent talk by Makar. I'm going to reference just a few things that he had mentioned. Um, these money-saving strategies and session-saving uh, strategies. Say you do want to seek counseling and you're not quite sure where to start, I'm gonna go ahead and give you a little bit of the why, where, when um, of seeking services and then how you can seek services, whether you wanna go through insurance or you wanna pay privately. Finally, I'm going to have one slide on parenting. I know we have a lot of parents here. I'd really love to support you with um, one recommendation that I do have. It is a free resource uh, for Orange County residents. Forgive me, as I was preparing this, I was using my background. Um, I have only ever worked in Orange County, so I'm a resource specialist in only Orange County. However, I did a little bit of research in other counties. All this information will be provided to you after. Don't worry about taking pictures or getting caught up on that. Alrighty. Can you guys see that? Okay, awesome. So why therapy? So uh, say you've tried the tips and tricks that Makar did and you're like, oh, you know what? We feel like we need a little bit more support. Therapy is a really, really, really good forum for you to discuss several issues. Some of the most common issues that uh, therapists do address are areas of transition, addition or loss of a loved one, moving, job change, um, and of course any sort of family circumstance that you want to discuss, um, having a lot of research and family of origin, and having recently heard a talk by Makar, um, adults are constantly trying to fix issues from their childhood. Yes, there is a little bit of truth to that, and therapy is a good forum uh, for addressing that. Other reasons would be to improve your overall mental health, process difficult experiences, um, speaking with a neutral person. Uh, oftentimes we go and we feel like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be judged. This therapist is going to, you know, think whatever about me. The therapist is really there to hear you and to help you with solutions, depending on the approach. That's personally my approach, is more solution focused. So I want you to, I'm not gonna force you to feel comfortable, but I do want you to have an idea that the therapist is there as your advocate. They're not there to judge you or um, make you feel bad about anything. If anything, they will gently highlight things to the surface, which I think will be beneficial uh, for your therapy process. Uh, it's also a place where you can just be honest. You could be yourself. Oftentimes we're at work and we're like, I don't know if I can really say this or people might overthink this. You know, we're constantly thinking of what other people think about us. This will help you process or talk about or uh, provide you with different ways of thinking about some of these issues. Um, healing from pain and loss, trauma, trauma, trauma. I think uh, many of us have experienced different sorts of traumas in our lifetime, uh, whether it be uh, children of divorce or uh, you know, uh, parents who have experienced lots of conflict, if you were in a really bad car accident, if you were uh, bullied as a child, all these different situations may manifest in our relationships today, and therapy is a really good forum to explore some of those themes. Oh, and finally, one of my favorites. You'll learn healthy coping skills and strategies. These skills and strategies, like Makar said, will interrupt the patterns, will interrupt the homeostasis or what you've already established in your relationship. By learning new and healthy coping strategies, you're not only assisting yourself individually, but it really helps the couple come together um, and uh, identify new ways of exploring things. 
and thus will create more fulfilling relationships for you and will contribute to your overall uh, mental wellness. All right, when to seek services. One of the areas I was asked to address is when should someone go to therapy versus when they should talk to a Buna. I've consulted a few priests on this point specifically, and if there are any additional uh, comments, feel free to ask and we can address it in the panel. Abuna should should be aware of whatever is going on, whether it's you know excessive anger or any anger. Um, what else? Uh, addiction, uh, unhealthy relationship patterns. It's okay to keep Abuna in the loop. Abuna will tell you kind of where you need to be, and the therapist will guide you with what to do to overcome some of those situations. So think of Abuna as the spiritual piece of things, and the therapy is more of the how-to, uh, practical steps. Um, I know you may get some of that um, with one-on-one -on -one, uh, time with your priest, but therapy is only going to enhance that. Um, so when to seek services, uh, when it's ca causing some sort of impairment in your functioning, and what an impairment means is you're not functioning how you used to function. Um, the uh, APA, American Psychological Association, typically wants uh, folks to seek services when these issues are causing embarrassment or making uh, you want to avoid others. These issues cause a decrease in your quality of life. You're not doing things that you previously used to enjoy. When it's nev negatively affected school, work, or relationships, you notice you're running late to work and you're usually on time. You're not really interested in participating uh, with your spouse um, or with your kids. And you've made changes in your life or developed habits uh, that might be unhealthy to try to cope with that issue. Uh, finally, if you feel overwhelmed, fatigued, socially isolated, it would be a good time to seek services. Um, I also recommend therapy when you are ready to do the work. Oftentimes, folks come to therapy like, okay, I'm here. I should be better now, right? Uh, you know, it's, it's unfortunately not, uh, we call it like fairy dust. I don't have fairy dust that I just throw at you and say, you know, you're better now. Um, you actually have to do the work. So just like the... Uh, the Makar, what was that called? When you go through your life and you evaluate each, the log? What was that called? The invest in yourself, thank you, thank you. Oh, you guys get extra points. So the invest in yourself. When you go through each and every category, that is going to require work. What is that work? You need to put two hours aside, you wanna get a full night's rest, you want to be honest with yourself, but it's not just going to come through revelation after you pray, no, you need to put in that work. Just like anything in life, you know, you don't just show up to work and the work gets done, you actually have to do things here and there occasionally to get things done. So when you're ready to do the work, be honest with yourself. Am I ready to invest in myself? Am I ready to further invest in my relationship? Uh, finally, I don't recommend therapy as a last resort. Um, Couples sometimes come and they say, okay, you know, like we're ready to sign the divorce papers, we've had enough, and my wife just suggested this, and here I am, and you know, like if this doesn't work, we're going to divorce. You know, give it an honest effort. Real, therapists really want you to thrive. They want you to do well. They ultimately want uh, what is best for your relationship. And so the earlier you can come, you don't have to go when there's a serious issue. Say today you're like, okay, we're going to try some of these strategies. We're going to do well. We just need some additional support. That's a great time to go to therapy. It doesn't mean your, your relationship is failing. Um, 
And it's not always fixing the relationship. Sometimes it is marital enrichment. You're making the marriage even better. So it's good, you're making it even better. And that's really uh, what we want um, to see couples do in therapy. All right, what can I expect? So I don't know, um, I'm not gonna take a poll and ask you if you've ever been to therapy, but I'll kind of tell you what to expect if you've never been. It's similar to going to a doctor's office. You'll fill out paperwork, you'll do consent. So consent means yes, I agree to be here today in therapy. Confidentiality and mandated reporting. This is where some of the folks in the community get a little worried, especially when it comes to kiddos who are involved in therapy, and I'll address that briefly. Um, Confidentiality, everything you talk about with your therapist is confidential with the exception of a few things, and these few things fall under mandated reporting. So if you report or the uh, clinician suspects that there's any child, elder, or dependent abuse, that has to be reported. Say you uh, have to report abuse from your past that doesn't necessarily have to be reported, but if I'm working with a kiddo, um, your, your children, God forbid, and there's some sort of uh, abuse that they've uh, had to go through, uh, I would have to report that, and that's where some folks are like, oh, I'm not going to go to therapy, you're going to ruin my family, and things are going to be exposed, and it's just going to be a big mess. Um, I'm not going to let that keep you from seeking services, but I do want to be upfront with what is going to be um, broken with confidentiality. The second one, if you report uh, that you want to hurt yourself or anyone else, that's going to be reported to someone who's going to get some help for you or your kiddo. And finally, if the clinician is court-ordered, they do not maintain confidentiality in that circumstance. Otherwise, confidentiality is maintained. I do want to introduce another point here is seeking a therapist within the community. Uh, there's something called dual relationship. They can't hold a dual relationship. So uh, some years that have passed, I've had parents that say, okay, I want to take my kid to therapy, and they happen to be my Sunday school kids. I'm not able to treat them because I have a dual relationship. I'm functioning as their Sunday school teacher. I'm also functioning as their therapist. Unfortunately, you can't do the two. Um, you also, you know, some stipulation based on how therapists in the room feel, and we can discuss this in the panel as well. Um, treating someone from your own parish or a parish nearby could sometimes be challenging. Let's say I run into my client at an event like this. I can't go say, hi, hi, client, how are you? Um, you know, I can't do that. If you choose to come approach me and say hi to me, that's one thing, but I cannot pursue you. That's me breaking confidentiality. Um, Insurance, you can anticipate signing some forms related to insurance, release of information. This usually happens with kiddos. So if you need me to consult with the school, you're gonna go ahead and sign a form that says I can talk to the school. Uh, history and information gathering. You know those long forms when you go to the doctor, how do you have allergies, tell me about your last procedure, this, this, and that. You want to share some of that information based on what the clinician wants to collect from you or that might be done verbally, but there usually is some component of writing things down. And um, tears, yes, this happens sometimes. When you are in a vulnerable space and you have a lot going on, tears might be a consequence. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Uh, there are usually tissues, so your therapist will be equipped. Um, payment, payment usually happens before a session. Um, if not, sometimes old school therapists will have you write a check there, or slide your credit card, what have you. Um, don't be surprised if your therapist has a no-show or cancellation policy. If you cancel within 24 to 48 hours, you might be charged up to the full fee. Just want to let you know what to expect. Uh, finally, frequency of sessions. This is a great question to ask your therapist. I'm also going to go over a list of questions you can ask your therapist before you start therapy and then a few sessions into therapy. But you usually want to know, you know, how frequent are we going to be meeting? Usually it's once a week, but it depends on the issue. 
And how long is this gonna go? Six months, two years, also depends on the presenting issue and your investment. All right, but really, what can I really expect? So oftentimes we think it's like on the left. We think, okay, you know, like I'm gonna go to therapy, things are gonna be great, I'm gonna have a breakthrough and then I never have to go again because I already know everything I need. When really, you are developing small little insights along the way. That's what these little red dots are on the right hand uh, graph. And um, what I liken this to oftentimes is, remember when we were kids, we would have these, um, when I'm talking kids like four or five years old, where you have these papers and they have these little dots and then you have to connect the dots and then all of a sudden you start to see a picture and you're like, oh my gosh, that's so cool, this started off as dots and now I see like a lion and this is so cool, I drew that, wow. Um, this is similar to what therapy is. Your work will help you and reveal to you different little things. And you're like, I don't know, like this is uncomfortable, but I'm still doing it, this, this, this. And then all of a sudden you might have, you know, a revelation, you're like, whoa, okay. I see what the issue is. I see what the patterns are. I see what I could do to break those patterns. And that, over time, will help you uh, successfully deal with a crisis that may arise. Crisis, you, you know, doesn't go all the way up, but it is, um, you know, you're moving in a downward, downward progression. What if therapy didn't work for me before? This is when I want you to be honest with yourself and challenge yourself. Were you ready to do the work? Were you doing the work? I will be honest, sometimes I've been in therapy and my therapist says, oh, you need to do this. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. And then I just don't do it. And me being a therapist, you think like, oh, you know, she'll probably do the work. You know, I didn't do the work. Um, but that's something I have to be honest with myself when I'm seeking or going to counseling services. Goodness of fit, the number one predictor of therapy outcomes is the uh, therapeutic relationship between you and uh, the credible person or the, the therapist that you're working with. And so if you're not jiving, if things aren't working for you, if you don't respect the person or if you don't get along with the person, that is, is really not gonna set you up for success. We are gonna um, review a few questions that will set you up for success and hopefully enhance that goodness of fit when you are seeking a counselor. Um, different approaches for different issues. Like I said, I am solution-focused. Solution-focused may not be the choice treatment for trauma, let's say. There are several treatments, uh, evidence-based treatments for trauma. So you want to make sure that you are finding a therapist to help you with a specific issue. You will go to a couples therapist for a couples issue. You will go to a trauma therapist for a trauma issue. We'll talk about how you can find uh, those services. And be honest with yourself. Yes, you always want to be honest with yourself, but specifically about your expectations. What are you expecting out of this? Are you expecting your relationship to be the best, you know, better than it's ever been in two weeks? Mm, I don't know. Depends. It depends if you have a magician as a therapist, um, which I don't know any yet. Um, but be honest with yourself. What are you hoping to get out of the experience? All right. So um, some folks choose to go through insurance. Sometimes insurance is a covered uh, benefit, excuse me, mental health is a covered benefit. Uh, through your insurance, you want to find out, just look for mental health or therapy services, and they will uh, usually give you a list of um, who you can talk to. And um, you can also call them if, uh, if you prefer to do that. Find out and you'll usually get a list of names, folks in your area. Um, you also want to pay attention to in-network and out-of-network. I know this gets really, really specific, but just like any other provider that you go to, you're going to have to 
pay some sort of fee, whether it's your copay or uh, the fee up until you pay for your deductible. So definitely educate yourself on what your benefits are. Some folks choose not to go through insurance, and we'll talk about uh, cash pay options as well. Um, you may also, if a therapist does not take insurance and you really do want to work with them, you can ask them to provide you with a super bill. A super bill basically states, you know, this was the code of the session, this is how much my, I was charged uh, for the session, this is how much I paid, you submit that to your insurance. They may or may not apply that to your out-of-network deductible. I know that's super nuanced, um, but something that folks uh, should probably be educated on since you might not know that's an option. Uh, what is not covered under insurance? Usually couples therapy is not covered. There is no code to bill for couples therapy. Um, and group therapy is usually cash pay per session. Okay, so how to seek services privately. Um, first and foremost, ask your network of referrals. You can ask a priest for referrals. They usually have a list of therapists that they refer to. Psychology Today is a really great platform. Um, uh, some therapists offer in-person or telehealth. Um, you can, I, I think you can see that uh, right here, psychology today. You can filter with what the issue is. Say it's depression, anxiety, trauma, low self-esteem. You can go ahead and uh, specify which issue is. Insurance, um, say you have Blue Cross, you can find Blue Cross providers if they choose to uh, mention that. Or sometimes they'll say no insurance accepted, cash pay only. Gender, if you have a preference with male, female. Uh, types of therapy, this is where if you are educated on like CBT, solution focused or trauma, if not, you can ask, hey, this is my issue, what do you recommend for it? And different therapists specialize in different things, so it'll often vary slightly therapist to therapist. Uh, price, say you wanna cap it at $300 a session, you can go ahead and do that. And um, uh, that's for Psychology Today, super helpful resource. This is just a straight screenshot from that site. Um, if you choose to pursue um, a different sort of option, telehealth, BetterHelp, um, I, I don't get commission, I just work for them, um, is an online therapy platform. So you can look, browse through different bios of therapists, find someone that um, has the criteria that you're looking for in a therapist and request to work with them. You can message them in between sessions, 24 hours a day, and you'll usually have a weekly session for one uh, rate. I think the rate is like between 250 and 350 a month. I'm not quite sure. Um, but that's what you could expect. There's BetterHelp, Talkspace. There's so many these days, usually not covered under insurance. Okay, so what should I look for in a therapist? I'm just gonna quickly address this. Um, Oftentimes, if you're not in the field, you might look at all these letters and you're like, I have no idea what that means. Like, you went to school, right? Yes, they went to school, they went through licensing exams, or they should be competent in treating some of your presenting issues. Um, uh, PhD, PsyD, that means doctor of philosophy, doctor of psychology. Great, thank you. Um, not all doctorates are licensed psychologists, so uh, they may have gone to two years in a master's program and uh, did, uh, you know, got licensed with that license, but then wanted to pursue some education, so they got, gone on and went to their doctorate. There is a license that corresponds with the doctorate that is a licensed psychologist. That just means they did more hours, did more tests, and they are competent in doing specifically what is psychological testing. That is an additional assessment. Um, they also do therapy. LCSW, LMFT, the L is licensed. MSW, MFT, that is the actual masters they did, whether social work or family therapy. 
And then the A, if there's an A in front of it, that means they're an associate. They are working on their hours to get licensed. And they're usually getting supervision. Um, let's see here. There are also uh, life coaches. They don't necessarily pursue formal schooling, but they are uh, advertising themselves as helpful, so they could also be a credible person, as what Makar shared with us earlier. Um, I also want you to check for preferences. Do you prefer an older white female? Do you prefer a person of color? What are your preferences in terms of finding a counselor or a therapist? I think the most important thing is the specialty. Uh, regardless of the letters after their name, you want to make sure they're competent or certified in an area. And I know I keep using trauma as an example, but this is a, a really big one that you'd want to make sure you have someone certified. So you'd, you'd ask, do you specialize in trauma? What do you use to treat trauma? And then do a little bit of research on what that is, whether it's EMDR, trauma-focused CBT. Um, most therapists uh, offer a short, like, 15-minute consultation for free, just so you could kind of ask them questions, get to know them, see if they might be an appropriate fit for you. Questions to ask are on the next slide. Let's take a look at that. These are gonna be sent to you, and I don't think you can see this, but um, just to kind of summarize what we've talked about before, what types of therapy do you practice? What kind of treatment styles do you use? What experience do you have working with clients related to my therapy goals? How will I know if therapy is working? And then questions you want, might want to know about yourself. How often should we meet? Can I speak with you in between sessions? Um, you know, the answer will vary. Uh, on BetterHelp, for example, you can't message your therapist in between sessions. And then questions related to payment. What is your rate per session? What insurance do you take, if any? And do you offer a sliding payment scale? Oftentimes, therapists will have a few slots in their caseload for folks that are not able to afford the full fee. Let's say the fee is $250 per session. They may ha might have a few, like $125 per session uh, for a number of times. Questions to ask yourself after a few sessions. So you decided you want to pursue therapy, you're ready to do this, and you go a few times and you're like, am I doing this right? I'm not sure. Um, about the therapist, do you feel emotionally connected? Do you feel physically safe? Do you, can you trust this person? How do they carry themselves? Do they seem knowledgeable and competent? Are they setting the right tone? And then about your experience, do you look forward to seeing them? Do you feel distracted? Are you counting down the minutes until you can leave? Um, do you like the questions that are being asked? Does the therapist seem empathetic? If you decide, you know, things are faring well, you can continue with this therapist. If you don't really like the direction things are going, you may need to bring that up in therapy. I know some folks might feel uncomfortable bringing it up, but you can say, hey, listen, you know, I came in looking for X, Y, Z, and I feel like I'm getting X, Y out of this. Can you tell me a little bit about, like, if we can go in the direction of Z, or if you can refer me to someone who might be able to help me with Z? That would be really important to me. That's a mature way of bringing something up. Other uh, clients may choose to just never go back, and sometimes the therapist will never know why they never came back. Um, but it's okay to switch, because again, the number one predictor is that connection between you and the therapist. That is really what's gonna help you thrive and look forward to going to see your therapist. Okay. As promised, I told you there would be a parenting slide. This is Triple P is a positive parenting program. This is available if you're an Orange County resident for free. If you live in any other county, this costs money. However, a lot of us like shopping at Costco. Why? Because we can return anything. This place, Triple P, an online program of eight modules. I, I, I sound like I'm selling it, but I promise you I'm not. Um, eight modules, 30 minutes to one hour each. Say you do the program and you're like, uh, you know, it didn't work, it was completely useless, money back guarantee. 
okay? And that's why this is the, the warranty that we were talking about earlier. Um, they have two different sets. One is zero to 12, one is for teenagers. There are some similarities, but uh, ultimately you can do both if you have kiddos in two of those different age groups. Um, this helps resilient kids, build resilient kids, bounce back. Um, it'll help parents, uh, you know, communicate better with their parents, navigate emotional issues, equip you to handle your kiddos' life challenges with them. Um, you'll really support them emotionally and developmentally. I think it's a really, really, really strong program. I highly recommend it. Um, mainly because it's a money-back guarantee. I sometimes don't like committing to things because I'm like, I don't know, that's kind of an investment. I don't know what I'm gonna get out of it. Therapy and parenting is an investment, so I recommend that you check this out. Um, it's all online and it's self-paced. Okay, um, phone numbers to call in case of emergency. Uh, I'll go over ones that you may not be familiar with. The crisis assessment team, which is through the county. I have the county phone numbers on the next slide, which is the last slide. So the crisis assessment team, if you are, are feeling suicidal or you know someone in your household might be, you call the crisis assessment team right away, they send someone to your house, they do an evaluation and they determine what level of care would be appropriate after that evaluation. Uh, there are phone numbers if you want to talk um, to someone 24 hours a day, texting hotlines, and the texting is really big with the teenagers. 811, you just dial 811 from your phone. You ask to speak with a mental health professional. NAMI Warm Line is available for Orange County residents. Um, you call if just if you need to talk to someone. You know, they'll, they'll listen to you, um, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes if you just need someone to talk to. You don't need to have an issue. You don't need to have insurance. You don't pay for it. You just talk to someone. And county phone numbers to call. So these phone numbers are really the mental health operators of the county. You call them and you say, hey, I need a referral for substance abuse services. Hey, I need a referral for my kid. We have such and such insurance. They don't necessarily deal with private insurance. So if you have private insurance like Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Aetna, et cetera, they can't help you navigate that. That's when you go through member services or through your portal. But they can help with anything um, uh, for unfunded folks who don't have any insurance or who have Medi-Cal insurance, uh, they can usually plug you in with services there or if you are meeting criteria for a higher level of care. Not you, maybe someone that you know. Um, so they are really the operators. They manage everything and they will kind of help you. I hope, um, I tried to think of everyone that would be here today and put uh, county, uh, the counties there. Um, again, these will be distributed to you and we can either open, open it up for questions or, or wait till the panel. Uh, probably wait until the panel, yeah. Thank you, Dr. Salem.